Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1.01 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. Ooh, I am running a little bit late today, guys. I mean, I'm only a one minute late, but I do apologize for be being late starting the live stream. But it has been kind of a crazy day trying to just fit everything in. I just got back from a run like a little while ago. Fortunately, it's not that hot anymore. So I'm not like super, super gross, just like regular gross. But, you know, it's a live stream. You can't smell me. So it's all right. But I'm here and I'm happy to be with you guys. Hope you guys out there in podcast land are having a good run right now. And you're having good weather like we had here in Chicago. Just a really nice day for running. Nice and cool. The kind of weather you can run all day and you won't feel like super sweaty. Like that kind of weather. It was real nice. But it did get a little bit windy and I had a tough workout today. But hopefully you guys are having a really great day out there too. And everyone watching uh, on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you're kicking back, relaxing with a nice recovery beverage. I've got some afternoon coffee i did just have like a uh, protein shake and then some lunch i scarfed down real quick so like my stomach is very full i don't have a lot of room for afternoon coffee but you know i'll make some room all right let's see who we got here in the chat today and if you guys can let me know i'm tweaking even more the audio settings so let me know if it sounds okay or if it sounds terrible um let me know in the chat here all right frank says by the way i i just checked in on um uh, on the Strava run group and um, because I posted the uh, shakeout run in New York with Emily Heller that we're going to be doing on Saturday. So um, go to the Strava run group, the Kofusi Run Club run group to check that out. And I was looking at the mileage leaderboard. Frank, at least last week, had 114 miles. That's absolutely insane. What are you doing, Frank? What are you doing? Anyway, Glad to have you here. It says, every gram of glycogen you store requires another three grams of water. So if you replenish 500 grams of glycogen during taper, completely reasonable, you will put on two kilograms of useful weight. Whoa. That's an interesting way to think of it. Here's the other thing that makes me um, curious when thinking, looking at numbers like that. Does that mean then if you are not hydrating enough, then you won't be able to replenish the glycogen? I think those two things kind of go in hand, don't you think? That's an incredible amount. Here's another um, like taper thought that just occurred to me uh, yesterday. Is that um, I've been I've been looking forward to CIM, you know, basically since I signed up. I don't remember how many months ago. I think as soon as like they were taking new signups, I signed up for CIM, and I've been looking forward to it because even before I signed up, I realized this is that the taper for CIM starts during Thanksgiving week, and I'm like, what a great time to start tapering, and what a way, great way to take some like of your mind off of tapering because you're seeing family it's a time when you want to be on your butt a little bit more and relaxing uh rather than on your feet i guess it could be a stressful time if you're travel depending on what your travel plans are but it uh it's a great time to taper but i was also thinking that for the new york marathon for all the all you new york marathon runners out there and for people that are uh racing indy this weekend as well like your taper coincides with halloween candy that's kind of nice that's kind of nice. I think I think I'm on to something here. I think I'm going to figure out like what are the best marathons based on their tapers. I think I'll make a video about that. I think that's a good video. <laughs> All right. Good guy. Garrett in here says, just got in from a short run in the balmy negative six Celsius temperatures that they have there. Decided to try out some cheap base layers. The ones I tried today definitely did not wick moisture well. Ooh, man, negative six already. 
that's pretty that's pretty cold here we're, we were in the 30s for dropping off the kids at school today that's pretty chilly for us philip Bourne says yo what's going on good to see you good to see the dog Vincent says, hey, Cone friends, question. Can you describe the Vimero 16 in detail, please? Well, I did make a video about it, so that's like uh, probably like 14 minutes of detail. Um, but I think of the Vimero 16 as what the Pegasus should have. Like, if it's, think of it as like a Pegasus plush. That's, I think, the best way to think of it. So, like, I think the Pegasus kind of lost its way since it went to React. It, I love the idea. I think there's so much potential. But, like, it's not great in terms of, like, the direction it's going. I'm not loving it. M maybe, like, if it hadn't been for the fact that everyone else in the industry also stepped up their daily trainers, like, I feel like, I don't know, the changes to the Pegasus were not big enough for me, in my mind, to, to keep up. So, I think, though, what's going on with the Vomero is kind of, like, what I want the Pegasus to be but it's got a lot of like puffy padding and stuff like that. And the fits a little bit more forgiving because it's kind of like Nike's best attempt at a max cushion shoe. I don't think that, that Nike can't make a max cushion shoe. I think Nike refuses to make a max cushion shoe. That's the thing. I think that they are like against it. They don't want to be equated with like long, slow distance, I think. Because I think something that's easier for us to forget is that you know, Nike appeals to a lot of people that are running like high school cross country, people that still think that the mile is a long distance race, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, for them, Max Cushion means something different than for, you know, most of us in here. But the Vomero 16, um, it feels like a daily trainer. It's a little bit more cushioned underfoot. It's a little bit more cushioned uh, in terms of padding all over the place, but it's still a little bit on the snug side. So I would use it as a cushioned daily trainer. Um, oh, see, there's the follow-up question. Would you pick the Peg 38 over the Vomero 16? For me, no. I'm not a huge fan of the Peg 38. It's good, but I don't think it's good enough anymore. Mm. Thomas Villa says, so I called my chiropractor this morning, and he answered, who disked <laughs> new phone? <laughs> you guys with the chiropractor jokes. I think it's pretty funny. JC says, hello, folks. Daniel M says, yo. Stevie76 says, yo, what's going on? Awesome. Jeff Elliott's here. He said, I made it. Cool. Uh, all right. Hmm. Let's see. Um, so far, no one's complaining too much about the audio. So I think we're okay here. Um, all right. Adam JK says, hey guys, about one year into running now and really enjoying it. However, whenever I try to gradually creep up mileage, still under 30, mi 30 miles a week, I seem to start getting niggles. Is that normal? Yes, absolutely normal. Um, I think that like the kind of the standard formula that a lot of people will follow when they're trying to increase mileage is they do like three weeks in a row of 10% increase each week. And then that fourth week, you drill it back a little bit. And then you can creep up a little bit more and drill it back. So it's, it increases, and then you take a breath. Increases, and then you take a breath. Incre so it's like kind of like a wave that will gradually crest. Um, so that's something to consider. So like if you're normally like well under, so let's say you're doing like 27 miles a week, you know, the next week at most you want to be doing 30. Even that's kind of more than the 30, 10% rule. But I would do like 30, then maybe 33 the next week. So it's not like going to be like huge. So the idea is you want to generally creep up. The other thing is 
I try to like separate like increasing mileage per week and increasing intensity of like my general week of running. I try to do those separately. I don't always do it because usually I'm kind of crunch for time, but I also feel like I have a pretty strong base. And for me, I'm not, I'm usually at the point where I'm not trying to like hit maxes anymore. I'll hit peaks, but not maxes. Um, so I kind of know what my body can, can kind of handle. Uh, it's not uncharted territory for me, but if you're like never gone over 30 or, or very rarely go over 30, um, then I would say like those extra three miles you're adding that week, maybe it's just on your long run. You add, you tack on another three miles on a Saturday, make sure that those miles are really relaxed and, um, don't, um, worry about your pace for those. So like do kind of like one thing at a time. So those are the things I would check out. All right. Um, Jeff Elliott says it's uh, mid forties here in the morning and I'm freezing. <laughs> you know what? I got an email from someone who said that they're a runner out of Kentucky and they're going to be in Chicago this week, uh, with a field trip. And in the mornings before like they do stuff, this brave soul is going to go for a run, uh, in the mornings before like chaperoning, like what I, I, I think they were middle school or maybe high school age kids all during the day for like a trip in Chicago. So I think this person's going to be on their feet like all day. And they were like, where do I run and what do I wear? And I was like, well, just run along the lakefront. And their hotel was really close. And like, you're going to love it. The only tricky part is going to be navigating, getting underneath Lakeshore Drive or DeSabo Lakeshore Drive. But ask the hotel, they'll tell you how to get there. And then just run along the lakefront, up and down. It's beautiful. And I'm like, it's going to be unseasonably cold this week in Chicago. So basically what feels like winter to you in Kentucky is what we're going to be experiencing. So bring your winter clothes. <laughs> so hopefully I gave them good advice. Ed said, favorite chocolate bar co? Mine is coffee, coffee crisp. You know, I never had coffee crisps until um, my wife loves buying Canadian candy because in Canada, they're much better about um, allergen control than they are in the United States. And so we buy a lot of the Canadian candies and coffee crisp is one of them. Um, so I do enjoy the coffee crisp quite a bit. I, um, you know, I don't think that's my favorite though. I'm not sure what my favorite is. I don't really eat a lot of chocolate bars. I eat a lot of, um, you know, um, like protein bars and granola bars and stuff. I eat those all the time, but I'm trying to think candy. What candy do I like? I would say probably like one of the ones with like the right, the crispy rice things in it. So like Mr. Good, well, Mr. Good bars, peanuts. What is it? Um, crunch bars. Crunch bars are really good. 1,000, 100 grand. Is that what it's called? Those are like the ones that I like. 100 grand. That. Um, either that or like a really good chocolate. Just like, you know, usually for me, like in this high 70% cocoa chocolate bar. That's kind of what I like too. If I'm eating just chocolate. So, yeah. Mm. Martha says, that's a great idea, Kofuzi. The best marathons based on holiday food consumption. Yeah, so I think, so I think that's going to be, I think that'd be a good one to do, you know. I think, I think I'll have to check it out. Um, and then I'll have to go do them. <laughs> so it'll be a, it'll, it'll a win-win. Fun to think about and fun to also do. See, I'm trying to think like, whoa, hmm, is there a marathon around Mardi Gras in Louisiana? Oh, we thought camera lost focus of me for a second. It's really bright in here today. We got a lot of sun. Um, so I'm thinking like things like that would be kind of fun to try and plan out. Mm. 
see. Jeff says, as I age, the range of temperature I like is getting smaller and smaller. I could see that. You know, I think it could go the other way for a lot of people too. As like, as you, you know, as you age, you run more. You're just like, ah, I've seen this before. So I think it could go both ways. Mm, all right. Let's see what else we got. We got Eric says, Yo, come fam. Hope everyone's doing well. Those 30 degree temps certainly kept me in bed this morning. Going to get a few miles in after work. Yeah. For, in Chicago, though, I don't think it's going to, I mean, it's warming up like right now. I think what they say we're supposed to hit the 40s, maybe 15 today. Excuse me. I'm burpy from my lunch. Uh, again, good thing you guys can't smell me. Um, but um, it's like supposed to hit maybe 50, but in the high 40s today for the, the high. But I think the temperature is going to dip. It's going to be even colder tomorrow. So we're going to be in 30s again. It's going to be cold. Dennis Escobar says, out of curiosity, how often do you get massages and visit the chiropractor? My insurance only pays for pretty much one a month. So I got to plan them accordingly. Well, if your insurance will pay for one a month, I'd say get one a month. Um, I've actually never paid for a massage or a chiropractor visit. I've never uh, had the pleasure. There was a, um, I think it was like Massage Envy or one of those big like franchise massage places. Uh, and one of the franchises, I don't know if like they're independently owned franchises or what. I actually don't know. But like one of the offices was like emailing me and they're like, hey, a lot of runners like massages. We'd love to have you get you some complimentary massages and like, um, you know, and have you just, if you would like to film the experience, you know, come and do that. And I was like, uh, maybe. And I was like, where are you guys? And they were like, oh, they're out in the suburbs. And I was like, oh, I'm not going out to the suburbs. That's going to be more stressful <laughs> than, than I'll be less stressed if I just stay here and don't get the massage. But now I have a car. So maybe I need to email them again. You know, people talk, you know, all the pros, they talk about it, but I've never actually had like a sports massage. Maybe that's something I got to do. Um, Donald Bax got my back about the Pegasus. I think some of the innovations, innovations in that line broke off and found their ways into other shoes. Yeah, I mean, but I think, though, they, like, they got to keep it. It's kind of like Brooks Ghost, you know? It's like, uh, or the Brooks Ghost is like the Pegasus. I mean, it's been around for 38 versions. And you, can't, you can't, I mean, do you drop it? I mean, how do you drop a shoe after 38 iterations at this point, right? So it's got to stick around. And you know what? They still sell so many of them. I mean... I see them every day. I don't always see the 38s. I see a lot of 35s and 36s around still. And I don't know if it's just that people don't buy shoes that frequently sometimes or what, but I definitely still see them. But I think that, like, I don't know. I, th I think part of it, too, is my running has changed as well. So I'm running longer distances. My easy days are easier. My harder days, I'm going to a different shoe and not a daily trainer. So, like, what I want out of a daily trainer, I think, may have changed. And so, like, it may be it, it's not them, it's me. So that can certainly be it, too. But I don't know. Mm, Jeff is hearing a slight hiss, but it's noisy. All right. Hmm. What is it? There are lots of fans going on in here. But I've also, uh, I don't know. I, I, I struggle with whether or not to hit any of these buttons. Mm. I'm, I'm going to leave it. I, uh, I touched the button. I did it. I did it. Let me know. I just cranked it up just a little bit. 
Um, Steve says the Peg Trail 3 GTX arrived today. Um, yeah. See, I feel like the Peg Trail is so good. Why isn't the Pegasus also so good? Right? Why can't they why can't they fix that? I'm like, I really like the Peg Trail 1. I love the Peg Trail 2. And I'm looking forward to getting the Peg Trail 3 later this year. I'll probably get it in the winter, you know? Uh, mm. Adam Pierce wants to know if I got a haircut. No, I just, my hair is still in a bun for my run today. It's all still back here. I just haven't showered since my run. Mm. Now there's more hiss. Uh-oh. See, I think I made it worse. See, that's what happens. Unintended consequences here. Ray, coming in with the super chat. It's his 65th birthday today. That's amazing, Ray. Great job. Happy birthday. Good on you. I don't know if you guys have been watching Ray's channel, but Ray's been reviewing some shoes. He's, gone, he's been going through so many shoes. So go check out Ray. Check out his channel. He's been doing the reviews. He's been putting in the work. Happy birthday, Ray. Let's see. We got this one. There we go. We got to go in. We'll do some. We'll do some of that. Nah, I meant to do cowbell. There we go. That one's for you, Ray. Good job. All right. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Philip Bourne says he has 770k. It is peg trails too, and they're still going strong. That's a crazy amount of kilometers. Do you still call it mileage when you count your your um running in kilometers? Because I keep wanting to say, that's a lot of mileage, 770 kilometers. That sounds a little bit weird. But you don't call it kilometerage. I don't, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with that. But yeah. Dennis Escobar says, have I tried the Skechers Razor Trail? I haven't. I haven't tested any Skechers recently. I got just very annoyed with the Razor 3 situation. Like there was the Razor 3 I thought it was pretty good. It felt like a, a sloppier Hyperion Tempo. Like the fit was a little bit loose. Um, the foam felt a little bit less precise. Um, but overall, a really good shoe. Like a speedy daily trainer. I think a lot of people could really like it. Um, I really liked it. But and if you have a wider foot than me, then I think that that fit would be just right. But then again, with like the 3 Plus, then the 3 XS, and all the other 3 variants, and they just wouldn't go to 4, and I don't know why, but that made me so mad. Like, just give me a 4. Give me a Razor 4. I don't want a 3 suffix. I just want a 4. Why can't I have a 4? And then, like, I don't, I don't know. But that just really, like, turned me off, and then I just I was like, you know what? And this is Skechers, by the way which I'm not a huge, I, I don't know. I still wish that they would have just called it something different. But it's still a Skechers shoe, which I have some problems with. So I just like, uh. All right, we're getting even more hiss now. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know how to fix it. Is that, is that better? I don't know if that's better. We'll see. 
Um, Philip says, if even if you're counting kilometers, you still call it mileage. Okay. Garrett says, I still call it mileage, but measure it in kilometers. Okay. Sounds weird to me, but if you guys say so, I feel like you guys are trolling me now. I'm gonna go to like a, I'm gonna go to TRE and be talking to all these sneaker people and I'd be like, oh yeah, I've been hearing people getting really great mileage out of this shoe, 770 kilometers. And they'll be like, they're getting what now? It sounds wrong to me, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with it. Um, but Frank and Martha both like kilometerage. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Ray says he understands the frustration with the Skechers Razor stuff, but he says check out the Max Red Five. Here, yeah, I don't know. I think I need to get over it because it's a very, it's a re it's a really minor thing. Um, I mean, in comparison to some of the other antics that Skechers pulls in their regular business in the non-performance sector, but like, so I mean, maybe I just need to get over it. But um, the Max Red Five. I haven't heard a single person say a bad thing about it. And um, also, the Go Run ride, are they on the 9 now? I really enjoyed the Ride 8. I feel like it was a highly underrated shoe. Um, I really enjoyed that one. So maybe it'll be time to pick up some Skechers performance. Arya Joshi says, your views on the ASIC Nusa Tri-13. I've never tried that shoe before, but from what I understand is people say that like there's not that much difference um, between the Noosa Try and the Evo Ride. It's a pretty similar shoe, and I really enjoy the Evo Ride. I still haven't tried the Evo Ride too, even though that shoe came out like early this year, early 2021. I mean, we're basically on to like the Evo Ride three at this point, so maybe I'll just wait. But um, I enjoyed the Evo Ride one quite a bit. I like the um, the uh, guide rails, or what are they? I forget what they call them, um, that are in the Evo Ride and the I haven't tried the Dyna, is it Dyna Ride, Dyna Glide? One of them's a motorcycle, one of them's an Asics shoe, but um, yeah. So I think I think it's good. Uh, I've I haven't tried it. Everyone that I've seen that tries it seems to really enjoy it. Frank says with the uh, Razor, though, they still haven't gone to four. I think that they're just never going to go to four. I mean, it's like, what? Why? Why not? Why not? Because, like, I was just waiting. I'm like, I don't want to review another shoe that's like an upper update or a more puffy. Up like, the Razor 3 Plus was like, it's the same shoe, but now a more comfortable upper. I'm like, puffiness and comfort aren't the same thing. And. If it's just a puffier upper, I don't want it, right? So, like, every time, like, a Skechers shoe came out, I got annoyed. I don't know. Mm, Runner Will says, Go Pussy, I think I want to go to the Expo for New York. You sure you want to go spend some money? LOL. You know what? I do, but someone was mentioning to me today in the comments on today's video. Today's video is about, like, my weekend schedule for, um, for the New York Marathon. I'm not racing, but I'm going to go check it out and attend some other events around the city. And I was debating whether or not to go to the expo because, like, what? I mean, the best time to go to an expo is when you don't actually have to race the next day, right? So I was going to go, but or I was thinking about it. But someone was saying in the comments that uh, because of COVID restrictions, it's closed to only participants. Chicago wasn't that way. You could go as long as you could show proof of vaccination. But um, 
I guess in New York they're not allowing that. So that's the thing. All right, Joe says the audio is good now. Hopefully that's it. Mm, I don't know. Philip Bourne says he's not trolling me when he says it's mileage, even if you measure in kilometers. <laughs> and he says he's thought about that particular topic during quite a few runs. Mileage just makes more sense, right? I think it does. But, you know, I do think, even though I measure my runs in miles, I do think measuring in kilometers does make a lot of sense as well. You get more frequent feedback. Um, the paces that you get are easily, much more easily translatable to 5Ks and 10Ks. And it's just, on a lot of levels, it's a lot easier to think about. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Ray says that the Ride 9 is out. Have you run in it, Ray? Do you like it? Did you run in the 8? The 8 was good. It was real good. Uh, we've got Denver Randell says hello, Kyle. What's going on, Denver? How's it going? Mm, Martha says I love the fun colorways of the new Citri 13. Yeah, I feel like uh, in a lot of ways, I feel like for Asics, the new Citri is like um, the uh, the Homer cake. Like in The Simpsons, like Marge would always make a cake that Homer could mess up and eat. Like all like the crazy ideas that Asics has, they can kind of put it in the Noosa Try in terms of like design. From the, on the trail side, I feel like that's that Trubico. That thing is weird looking, you know. So maybe that's maybe that's what they got going in there. That's how they like. Uh, that's how they keep all the designers happy. It's like all right, keep making more GT two thousands. Don't change it too much. I know you're bored. So here, take the noose a try. Make it, make it, do whatever you want. I think that's what maybe that's what they're doing. Who knows? <laughs> um. All right. Wicked World ASL Rock says the Sockney Ride 15 looks promising. I don't think I ran in the 14 at all. This is like first year in like half a decade that I haven't run in the ride. Hmm. Maybe we'll check out the 15. Kylix Kylix says kilometrage meaning the total distance in kilometers traveled. So it's a real word. Oh. But the but the definition number one says the number of kilometers traveled by a vehicle on a certain volume of fuel. Hmm. That makes it more of like an almost like an efficiency number then. And I think it probably I think the words are interchangeable, but I don't feel I don't feel like anyone uses that word. Chris Burnett says, what's going on with Hoko's Marathon shoes? Rocket Aches came out over a year ago. It doesn't seem up to the standard of other super shoes. Have you, ever, have you heard any rumors of an update? I have not. Um, the Rocket X was not as exciting as I hoped. I was super stoked about it when I saw it. I remember seeing it. Um, on. There were some Hoka people that had them on feet. They were wearing them to spectate the marathon trials. I remember that. And... Um, I was super excited about them. I snapped pictures of them out and put them on Instagram. I was like, check these shoes out. They were so, they look so awesome. And then I ran with them and I'm like, they're good. I don't get race shoe vibes from it. I get really great trainer vibes. It's lightweight. It's nimble. It gets out of your way. The cushion's nice, but 
it doesn't have that like extra something, you know, that I'm looking for when I'm looking for like a marathon super shoe. And I, I you know, like what I'm really looking for from Hoka to give me in, in terms of a marathon super shoe is like, do you guys remember the rocket, uh, the carbon rocket? The first carbon shoe that they made, it was like the first carbon shoe on the market after the 4%. And everyone was like super excited about it. And as soon as they ran it, they were like, oh, this is not what we thought it was going to be. It, um, I mean, I think it's a good 5K road racer, a good 10K road racer. I ran a marathon in it. I don't recommend it. But the carbon plate on that was super poppy. I don't know if it was that or the foam or what, but like that shoe just felt like raw power. It was awesome. But it had a one millimeter drop. The stack height was pretty low. And uh, it's just hard for a lot of people to run in for very long. And um, I, but I love the feeling of that, of that shoe. Now they could just give me that with something like squishy kind of at the same time, foam wise, then I think they'd have a hit. But I don't think they've quite got it with the Rocket X. I don't know. They need to keep working on it. I do really enjoy doing long runs in the Carbon X2. I um, I stopped running in the Rocket X a little while ago. I'm still running in the X2. I, I enjoy that one. That's a good one. I think that one's more successful in my mind. Although like it's not as light, not as nimble as the Rocket X. So I don't think a lot of other people are running a lot of races in it. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping... I haven't seen anything about Carbon X3, but I mean, hopefully they can like kind of like streamline it a little bit more, make it leaner, meaner, um, give it a little bit more oomph in terms of the carbon. Mm. Donald Beck said he had some Noblas to try them out, and the wife has taken them over from me. Oh, but you know what? The good thing about that, that means you get to buy more shoes then. You're like, well, no, you keep those. Let me try. I'm going to get something else then. So you can get another pair of shoes. So that's always nice. <laughs> and Denver Rendell says, any tips for beginners to run a marathon in five weeks? Are you running CIM? Um, that's in five weeks. Less than five weeks. My tips would be, if you're, I mean, it depends on where you're at. But I would say... Um, you know, I was listening to a lot of or watching a lot of YouTube videos from um, Ben Rosario, coach of NAZ Elite. And he was talking about for a lot of runners that are beginners, um, you don't really need to taper that much um, because you're not really hitting a lot of high intensity. So like your taper can be a little bit different than the normal like two to three weeks that a lot of people recommend. Um if you're only putting in like, uh, you know, 20, to not, not that it's 20 to 30 isn't a small amount of miles, but for mar marathon training, if you're putting in like 20 to 30 miles a week and you're mostly working on like kind of endurance and aerobic, then like your taper doesn't need to be as significant. So that'd be one thing is keep training deeper into the, into your, um, you have like, you have more, like you can use almost the full five weeks to kind of get ready. And I would say, Focus on slowing yourself down um, for your longest runs, especially for the marathon race itself, because you're going to get excited and you're going to get caught up and you're going to feel great, um, but it's a long race. So slow it down. If you feel great, 
really enjoy feeling great and savor it and, uh, you know, leave some for yourself uh, towards the end. Really don't think about picking up the pace until very, very late into the race, like mile 20 or so. Then you can kind of gauge from there. But until then, go out a lot easier than you think you need to go out. Mark Tomatino says, do pacers at road races slow down going uphill and speed up uh, going slow down going uphill and speed up downhill or do they keep the exact same pace throughout? That's a great question and I think it depends on the pacers. So one of the things that I would recommend is um, when you're in the corrals like and you see the people holding the pace flags, you know, um, talk to them and see what their strategy is. Some pacers... I mean, I think kind of like the consensus now is that people try to keep an even split, like hit the same mileage uh, or, you know, um, or kilometrage, but hit the same pace, like every single mile or kilometer. But there are some, depending on the course, depending on the temperament of the pacers, or the pacers might try to get a consensus from the runners in the group. And... Um, they might say like, all right, well, we're going to run the first half a little bit faster and then we'll slow it down the second half or maybe vice versa. Maybe they're planning on a negative split with the ultimate like goal of hitting that time point by the end. So like that's something that you can always kind of keep in mind um, and, and ask and see what the, the Pacers plan is. But um, I would say that like, you know, if I were pacing someone, let's say, I think I, I think I could pace like a 330 marathon really well. Faster than that, I might have a hard time pacing perfectly. But um, a 3.30, I think I could pace really well. And what I would probably do is try to establish a good rhythm of whatever that 3.30 marathon pace is in the beginning. If we hit some uphills, I would probably try to maintain same effort going uphill and then downhill, coast a little bit, maybe pick the pace a little bit, but not by a ton. And then you make it up on the flats somewhere else. Um, but very subtly to do that, you know, so that's kind of be my uh, uh, approach to it. And I would think that like, let's say the pace group is going to do something else. Let's say they're going to like, we're keeping pace the whole time going uphill and going downhill. I would say, let the group go. It's okay to kind of like yo-yo from the pace group a little bit, you know, just, you just kind of generally need to know where they are. The only time where I would say it's really important to stay packed up super tight is if it's a really nasty weather day. So if you're just getting lots of wind, temperatures are rough, then I would say um, then stay real close. But otherwise, you know, like don't be afraid to kind of like let them get away from you because they'll come back, you know. So, yeah, but that's a great question. Dennis Escobar says, I love Skechers, big fan of King Cheserick. He just ran his first half debut about seven weeks ago-ish. He ran a 62 or some around 62, he believes. You know what? I, you know, I saw that and I was super excited. And then I never ended up following up and figuring out what he ran. So thanks for the, for the info on his uh, debut. You know, I think that, I mean, I know like, I mean, Skechers does a lot of advertising. They advertise on TV all the time. They just don't advertise their Skechers performance. And I feel like, I don't know. Maybe they're happy with where they're at in terms of their costs and revenues, you know. But I feel like if you've got if you've got Chez in your roster, like how how is there not like ads all the time? How is there not like a film crew that just follows him around all all the time, right? Like he's an amazing runner to watch. 
he's got such a resume already, and he's got so much great running ahead of him. I, I just feel like you don't hear much from him. It makes no sense. I want to hear more from him. And maybe he's just a really private guy, but like, I think that there's like missed opportunities here for him and for Skechers. I don't know. Martha says, going back to the um, the expo thing, said that Boston was open to people with proof of vax or negative COVID tests, but there was so little to see there this year. Yeah, you know, I was talking to uh, one of the brands. And they were saying that they were doing something different this year at Boston in terms of like um, what other vendors they allowed because they wanted to keep it. I think they wanted to keep it smaller. And so all of that was kind of like on purpose, unfortunately, I think for, you know, everyone involved, you know, but I think that's one of the, you know, kind of things that they had to do. Um, and Jake says, CIM is for participants only too. I had to sign up for a time to pick up my packet. Oh yeah, I got that email. I didn't sign up for a time yet. Oh no. You know, I just, I didn't do it because I wasn't sure what day I was going to be arriving. But now I, I know I'm going to be arriving Thursday night. Well, that's the plan. I haven't actually booked anything yet. But that's a good reminder, Jake. I'm, hopefully I didn't screw things up already. Hmm. All right. Danny running with scissors. What's going on, Danny? Good to see you again. says, good morning from California. Hmm. Adam says, did you hear about the Boise Marathon? No shirts or finisher medals. Missing course markings, so runners got lost. Bad aid stations, missed trash pickup. Story on marathon investigations. <laughs> what? Um, that's crazy. Man, that's a bummer. That's a real bummer. I've, I've never heard of the Boise Marathon before. I don't know anyone that's run it. Interesting. uh slim Tai says snow slash ice running for toronto so do you feel the peg trail three or peg trail three uh gtx how important or not is the gore-tex uh, i love gore-tex it's gore-tex jerry i love it so it's i, I always go for the gore-tex version of the peg trail because i use it for winter running i think that if you're in toronto then you're not just dealing with snow and ice you're probably also dealing with a lot of slush depending on how urban your running is for me for the most part along the lakefront it's just kind of like snow and ice that i'm dealing with but if i'm ever running like getting to the park and if i'm ever running like on surface streets like that slushiness can get real gross um and uh if your feet get wet and it's winter temps out that gets real painful so I like the Gore-Tex. I think for a winter urban runner, I think it's not a must, but a highly recommend. So I, I really like it. Um, I'm a big fan. But then again, like I run in winter shoes that don't have Gore-Tex and you're okay. But, you know, if I can pick, I'll pick the Gore-Tex. That's, just, that's, that's me though. I don't think it's necessary, but I like it. And the Gore-Tex ones are usually like either all black, at least from the Nike Peg Trails. Or uh, they have really fun colors. So like, I, I, there's usually, I feel like they step it up design-wise too. Mm, Daniel says, did y'all see people making fun of Balenciaga because they ripped off the Asics running shoes? Did they really? I haven't seen that. I don't have to look for that. 
<laughs> wasn't the Trubico at least a finalist for our ugly issue contest that we held? It, it might have been. That ah, uh, that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's a funny shoe. Mm, all right. Let's do a couple more, and then I gotta get going for today. Uh, Ray says he feels like a lone wolf crying in the Skechers wilderness. You know, you're not alone, right? Emily loves her Max Road 5. She, I think she just made a video about it. Um, I think um, normally Running Warehouse, Connor over there usually puts out so much content about the Skechers. I have a feeling we'll probably see a lot in about a month at, um, at TRE. I have a feeling there'll probably be a lot of videos coming out right about then. I don't know if Skechers goes or not. Maybe they do, but um, I feel like that's when I saw a lot of stuff two years ago I mean, maybe, maybe they've been pulling back on some of like their video content i don't know yeah i feel like there was a lot of heat there was a lot of heat in a good way for sketchers um you know before kind of everything shut down and then then it kind of quieted i think i don't i don't know maybe it's just i haven't paid attention but for me coinciding with the refusal to call it a razor four and just calling it razor three something that and kind of like sketchers i'm not saying those who are directly related but they seem to coincide like a dip in popularity but we'll see maybe it's time to take a look uh zach bag says any tips on passing walkers on the sidewalk without startling them i was passing a lady who was walking with a stick and she nearly whacked me with it because i scared her i made it out unscathed so um you know, one thing that you can do is just like, uh, you know, a lot of people in the cycling community will, you know, announce where they are and which side that they're um, kind of passing from, um, which makes a lot of sense because there's faster speeds involved. And so you can, you know, by the time you kind of like notice someone visually passing you, uh, it might be too late for you to kind of make more room for them or any adjustments that you might make when you're startled could cause problems for the both of you. Um, but for passing on the sidewalk, I would say like, you know, you could say coming up on your left, you know, if you're going to pass like on the left side and let them know you're coming, um, or just make some noises, you know, before, before you get there, you know, cough or something. I mean, coughing today is not a great thing to do, but you can, you know, make your presence a little bit more audibly known, I guess. Um, and if that's not going to work, you know, you can do, uh, the thing that they, when I remember when I rode motorcycles, they said with dogs is um, if you see a dog coming uh, and you think it's going to attack you, like let's say you're you know, riding your motorcycle through a neighborhood and you see like the dog coming, you you just keep going and you slow down as it gets close. And then when you get real close, then you gun it. So it doesn't, it can't figure out what to do quick enough. So, you know, as you get close, shoot on by before she can whack you with a stick i guess i don't know i mean I, it's terrible to startle people i always hate it um it just kind of stinks but um you know if you need to maybe you can safely if possible hop out into the street just for a moment to let the person you know get that person a little bit more space so you know i would think that you know it could be that for people that are walking with a stick um or with a walker 
they might be uh, hypersensitive to people that are close to them because maybe they don't walk very well. Maybe they were just recently injured or they're recovering and they want to make sure that they're extra careful. And so, you know, if you can give them an extra wide berth as well, I think that would be great. But a couple options for you. All right. Dennis Escobar says, what non-carbon plated shoe would you recommend for a marathon now? That's a great question. And I will tease with Friday, I'm going to be on a podcast where I'm going to be talking with some people about it. That's, I think, all I'll say for now. But And I'll, I'll, I'll remind you guys um, when we get there. But, I'll, I'll, you know, whenever someone asks me a question, I'll answer it. I would say non-carbon plated shoe, I would say, like, if the endorphin speed qualifies, get the endorphin speed. It's got, you know, the nylon plate in it or the plastic plate in it. So that might not kind of qualify, but that one I think is great. I also love the Mach 4, Nova Blast 2, and if you can still find it, a Boston 9. Boston 10 is a, I don't love that shoe. Boston 9, that's a great shoe. So there you go. All right. Mm, all right, let's do one more. Uh, Jay from LA, what's going on? Says Endorphin Pro 2 versus Endorphin Speed 2. For four hour marathon, I would go with the Endorphin Speed 2. Um, the Pro 2, I, I like the Pro, I love the Pro 2 for workouts. Threshold workouts, it's, it's hard to beat. I just really like it. Um, but I don't know that I'd want to wear it for more than like a half marathon. Um, so I would go with the Endorphin Speed 2 because yeah, I could wear that all day. So that's a great one. Mm, yeah all right i think that's a good place to leave it for today guys um tomorrow's video we'll see what, if we can get to it it's going to take a lot of work um but the next video when it does come out i think is going to be fun i just don't know when that's going to be but we will do another live stream tomorrow wednesday same time as today i think you know we got the new york marathon coming up this weekend i think we got to get some trivia i know we couldn't get it today maybe we'll do some trivia tomorrow maybe we'll see um, but we'll do another live stream. We'll hang out. Hopefully I'll see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.